Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour back on the air. Bob and Kelly, we're here in the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson in the Southern Bank Core Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in. Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsors this segment of the show. They do every day, and we're grateful for their support. We think it's a great place to have lunch, great place to cater your next event, and we hope you'll keep Dickies in mind. Full show today. Football practice got underway this morning. Man, it was hot. We'll have Jacarius uh, Casson on the show here in just a moment, one of the wide receivers the Golden Eagles will be leaning on. South Alabama coach Kane Womack on the show today. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. And our Kelly and I's newest friend, Ahmed, who fed us today. At his brand new restaurant, which is located right next to our studio, Milano's Pizza. And we're going to share our lunch experience a little later in the show with him, but pretty good, wasn't it? And, and I was, I mean, it was a steady stream of people, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think it's open, but yesterday or today or something like that. But. Right. Very good. We'll talk more about that later. All right. Today was the day. Football started this morning at 8 o'clock, ended at about 1040. It was quite a lengthy practice to kick off the day and Hot would not even begin to describe it. Um, but a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, Coach Hall said after the practice that uh, everybody's enthusiastic on the first day. And, of course, uh, he certainly was, and uh, as was his team. Very spirited uh, practice. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked a lot on the show in the last few days about the fact that, uh, Kelly, if a new quarterback here develops, we'll really see the talent of this uh, receiving core. And it's probably one of the strengths of the team, and I think you agree with that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know as much about the receiving cores. Like you know, Luke's been Luke's real high on the receiving core. I've been really focused more on on the defensive side and the the you know the backfield. But I know Luke, you were commenting when when uh, Freddie Freddie Jones was on the show the other day that that you you liked the depth of, and the talent and the length of this uh, receiving core for Southern Miss. Well, if you look at Will Hall's recruiting classes, there's always like three or four wide receivers in there i think one time we had five and it's because part of his offense believe it or not is they want to get people the football in the air and so of course we see what brownlee's doing now but i mean some of these guys this year like Caston, like frog jones but some young guys like you may see davis dalton Tyquan Mims is going to contribute out the gate. You got Tyquan Henderson at 6'3", 200 coming in um, from from junior college. You've got all these guys that they have uh, brought in because they want to put the, the the ball in their hands. Zay Franks, Brandon Hayes. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on. 
And I think probably we're as deep athletically at the wide receiver position than any other position on this team. Jacarius Kasson figures to be a big player. He was a big receiver last year. I think a really big player this year for the Golden Knicks. Had a chance to uh, talk to him this morning about camp opening and their expectations. Here's what he had to say. Jacarius Jackson on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Jacarius, uh, with the departure of... uh, uh, Brownlee last year, I think you're going to be the main man, and I think that uh, it's fair to say that this this receiving core, we haven't really seen the talent that's there because we've seen such inconsistent quarterback play. This could be the year we really see what's there. Am I correct about that? Yes, sir. Like we've been, we studying more together and learning each other how on certain routes where to throw the ball and knowing where to go with the ball. So we, they being able to trust us with the route, we may trust them to throw it where we're going to run to. All right, talk about the two new quarterbacks that are in camp and what you're seeing so far out of these two guys that are apparently competing for the starting job. And so uh, both of the quarterbacks doing really good. They knowing the plays, reading the right, like reading the routes correctly, and everybody just hyping both quarterbacks up, making sure everybody doing good because good teams have more than one good player in every spot. So everybody working together and trying to help each other out get better and better. All right, so you've been part of this continuous rebuilding process. What is the difference you see right now in the football team than what maybe you saw last year? Well, even even today, even the first day of fall camp was way better than my first year. My first year of fall camp, it wasn't like it was, I don't feel like we was a team. We were just we was just not getting together, trying to learn each other. But now, with the two years in, everybody getting comfortable with each other and knowing who who gonna do what at what time. What did the winning the bowl game mean last year? Is that just in the rearview mirror, or was that momentum that carried into the opening of camp today? Uh, it's in the rearview mirror. We're on a whole nother level. And so it's just a, a, a boost to now. We, we're not even looking back. We're looking forward. All right. The quote-unquote experts say you have the toughest group of five schedule in the country. You like that? Yes, sir. I I mean, if they say it is, they can't, but I don't think it is. I mean, every team a team. If they got 11, we got 11. So we're going to see who the best. And uh, and the league, uh, now that you've played a year in the league, your evaluation, your thoughts of Sunbelt football? Uh, Sunbelt some, some is a, a fun conference to be in, but anybody can be anybody in this league. The right team and knowing everybody focused, that, like whatever day that is, locked in, any team can be anyone. All right, when I, when I was reviewing the roster, kind of hard to find seniors. This is a young team. So guys like you are going to have to lead, right? Yes, sir. I got I to gotta lead the receiver room and help with other positions, too, also to keep them up and not just worry about my guys, try to help the whole team. But everybody got to take care of themselves, too, and just be – as a leader, we got to help them. Right. Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being good. How happy are you to start fall practice? Oh, ten, over ten. We here. I'm, I'm really tired of waiting. I'm ready to play. Well, yes, sir. Fall camp is gonna make sure we legit. So we're gonna be good. All right, Chorus uh, Caston, uh, great kid. Kelly, you, you and I take turns going to these practices, and this year started out like last year ended. I can't tell you how many players walk up to you, shake your hand, shake your hand, thank you for being here. Tell you who they are. Uh, great kids, and uh, they seem really excited about things getting underway. I still, uh, and I, I try in the journalist, truest journalistic sense, I just try to figure out why, and again, nobody has even taken a snap, but why these Eagles just aren't getting the respect that I think, you know, just to be honest, 
why they're not getting the respect that I think they deserve. I mean, I don't even think they were projected to maybe finish fourth last year. I mean, if these other teams, South Al and Troy and Louisiana, have they gotten better all of a sudden? I, I, I just don't see it when, when clearly they're deeper and more talented at every position. Um, so I, if for no other reason, I'll, I'll just be really glad that they will prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah. Luke? Yeah, I, I think I'm thankful that, that he's back, that Caston's back. And, you know, it was a little just dinged up all last year. He, he's going to be tremendous um, taking the pressure off of or creating some of those, you know, one-on-one matchups that we want to see with, with Frog Jones and some of the other guys. I mean, you've got, you've got height and speed. And I, another one, I mean, we saw what, what Mims did last year in one-on-one coverage. So, you know, I think, Kelly, though, if I was voting for this team without a, you know, without a, a homer bone in me, just looking at the paper, I don't see how – I think they're in the right spot as far as from the outside looking in. Really? Okay. I mean, I, I, what I'm, I'm getting yeah, at, yeah, I, I get, we I get know you. what's on the roster. Yeah, yeah. We I, know what they're capable of. We're fully aware of what Will Hall offenses can do. But you're just – on paper, you're unproven at some places. You got Frank Gore Jr., you got a returning offensive line, but you, you don't know what else is going there. I mean, everybody's seeing Brownlee now, and I guarantee you there'll be cynics out there that say, well, Brownlee's showing out now. How come they didn't use any more at Southern Miss? And we would say, put on the tape, dude. The, the point that I'm making is, is that on paper, there are some question marks, and so you can't – a seven and six team, you can't vault them into the top two in in their side of the division when you have a twelve win and a ten ten win team coming back. Yeah, that's reasonable. And I think the point that you make about the offensive line being more experienced it needs to be really expanded upon as well because no matter who the quarterback is, then the question becomes can you protect him? Can you protect the quarterback and give him enough time to to stretch the defense and get those receivers down the field to where you know, you can can have some long plays from scrimmage. And by all indications, that answer will be yes. Let's hope so. All right. We also talked to Latrell Jones, a.k.a. Frog. We'll have that tomorrow. And the first question I had to ask him is, how would you get the name Frog? You're going to love the answer uh, answer to that. He was a delightful kid, uh, quite a character. And Kelly and I, will we will be starting our weekly rotation here of uh, going to practice uh, every, I guess, probably Tuesday starting next week and uh, bringing you uh, interviews from uh, a lot of the kids on the ba- on the football team, and uh, it's no longer baseball. Let go of the baseball. Yeah, let go of baseball. Let go of baseball on the football team, and, uh, and we'll look forward to that. Coming up, Kane Womack. He needs no introduction. Head football coach at South Alabama, former Golden Eagle great. He's next on the Eagle Hour. Patrick McGee gives us a New Orleans Saints update, and then – I know you're interested in this. Kelly and I are going to tell you about our lunch experience today at Milano's Pizza. One to ten, Center? Twelve. Twelve. It was yeah. good, wasn't it? It sure was. How many was. pieces you got? Is that why you said twelve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, that applies in both cases. Apple pizza. had never had it. I was just going to say that. The apple pie pizza good. for dessert. Yeah. We'll be back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, did you know you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour anywhere on the planet 24-7? It's the Eagle Hour podcast, and it's available every day on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And, of course, the show streams live every day at 1 o'clock on Super Talk Hattiesburg, Super Talk Laurel, Super Talk Southwest Mississippi.com, and it's available on demand uh, anytime you like at uh, supertalk.fm. So there are many, many ways that uh, Super Talk Mississippi distributes the Eagle Hour, and we're grateful for all of you that uh, tune in however you find us. Campus- we, we do have verification about that. We've actually had people listen from Asia and Europe, so we know that that's verifiable, Bob. No question. It's not no just question. a read. And, you know, we have the head of the uh, Postal Workers Union in Washington, D.C., that tells me he listens to us every day in his office. And and Yukata, right outside of Waynesboro. They listen. We have a big audience in Yukata. <laughs> <laughs> We're very popular in Yukata. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'm recognized everywhere in Yukata. Of course. Of course. <laughs> hey, there's good food at the gas station. Go ahead. <laughs> that's right. Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour, even in Yukata. And uh, that's where they have the best selection of Southern Miss Apparel anywhere on the planet. And Miss Kathleen is the best. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. All right, our main man, Kelly Sander, was down in New Orleans. I did, first time I've been around uh, Hacksaw since then. And he said, he verified what Coach Hall told me that you behaved. I'm surprised. Man, I, I enjoyed that. Man, I got, like I said, the journal, journalistic juices were flowing, uh, getting to, to talk with coaches and the players down there, some of the best players in the league. Kane Womack, of course, I've known him since he was a little kid. Comes from a defensive background. His dad, Dave Womack, was uh, Jeff Bowers' defensive coordinator for a while, so no surprise that South Al is good in defense. And and he thinks that this league, is the, the Sun Belt, is transitioning from the fun belt where it was you know, 65 to 49 games to they're going to be more 14 to 10 type games like the battle they got into a Troy last year. But I had a chance to sit down and talk with Kane Womack about what he expected not only from his Jags but from the Eagles as well, and here's what he had to say. Kane, they think Troy is – everybody seems to think Troy is better than you guys. I don't, I don't know. I don't – you know, you, but either, either way, you got a really good team. Well, I appreciate it. You know, John Summerall and I are good friends, and, and we joke back and forth about, about that. You know, you, you don't want to be put on the top, right? You don't want to be put on that pedestal. But uh, I, I'm excited about our season. I mean, when you, when you look at it, there were some really good things that we were able to accomplish a year ago. Uh, but I think if you ask our players, we were probably more focused on the three losses than we were the ten wins this off season, um, and that's what good competitors should do, right? You've got 20 returning starters on our team, coordinators, and, and Major Applewhite and Corey Batoon back. You know, we want to operate to become the best versions of ourselves in 2023, and and I think in order to do that, you've got to be able to. Uh, address some of those adversities we faced a year ago head on and then, you know, take the necessary steps to, to, to deal with them. So much was made out of you becoming, you know, the first-year head coach at South Al, um, excuse me, South Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, are we past that now? I mean, did you, did you feel that first year like you had anything to prove? Yeah, I mean, I think when you're a first-time head coach, right, you, you know, you have all these ideas of what you want, right? And since I've been, uh, you know, six years old, I wanted to be a college head football coach, right? And so you kind of prepare yourself to live that dream out, and then all of a sudden it's here, and you got to put a staff together, and you got to put a culture together and, and systems in place. What's really fun for me, right, is to see us take steps in the right direction, 
but then going into year three, I get to focus on maybe some of the little details that I didn't get to focus on in year one and two because you're casting visions, setting expectations, holding people accountable to it. Now we've got a group of guys, players, and coaches that they understand the expectation and operate themselves at a high level within it. So it just allows me to get to kind of focus on some of those extra details, and that's really rewarding as a head coach. Is there anything keeping you up at night? heading into this season well i mean i think um you know you look at uh uh, i mean specifically right i didn't think there were a couple times this season we did not handle tempo very well we need to be able to address that from a defensive perspective offensively right we've got to find ways to be able to run the football against the best defenses in this league this is a really good defensive league particularly in establishing the run i mean you've got teams um, that, that, that make it really challenging to find a way to establish a run on first and second down. And so some of those are the things that we're focused on this offseason. Um, but the nice thing is you're, you can focus on those details and, and maybe not necessarily have to worry about uh, all the things we did in year one, right, because, because you have that experience to draw upon. You were talking about defenses. We think our Eagle defense is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when you look at it, right, uh, Southern Miss and, and what they were able to accomplish last year, I thought they were really aggressive. You know, I mean, I, I, I was a part of the, the history of Southern Miss defense and tradition. My dad, way more so than myself, you know, and and and, and establishing, you know, that that nasty bunch defense and and what they were able to accomplish those great years in the in the mid to late '90s and early 2000s. Um, so it's fun to be able to kind of you know go play Southern Miss and see uh, uh, what they were able to do. I thought they did a tremendous job defensively a year ago, and I think they've got a number of guys coming back that they can draw upon you know their same experience as well yeah so so when when this season is over uh because now you've got that bar set high when this season is over when will it have been a success to you i mean what what is success now i know i i think that's a great question and and i don't mean this to come off as coach speak but you won't walk in our building and find we don't talk about any kind of goals we don't talk about sunbelt championships we don't talk about bowl games we don't talk about any of those things we talk about becoming the best version of ourselves right that's why i wanted to be a head coach i wanted to create an environment where everybody can strive to become the best versions of themselves on and off the field does that equate itself into wins yeah it probably should right and so you walk out on the field wanting to win every single game Um, I don't know if you can define exactly what success is other than I think we have a group of people that are striving to become their best versions of themselves and if the if the vast nucleus of our team is doing that I think our program's headed in the right direction well despite the shirt that you're wearing on on the sidelines on Saturdays camp we love you and we hope you, we hope you win every game except one well I, I do appreciate that and and the the feeling is very mutual yeah you wouldn't have it any other way would you? <laughs> that's exactly right all right man thank you all right thanks all right Kane Womack uh, head coach South Alabama's dad Dave Womack was a Tremendous coordinator. He's still with us, is he not? He is. Just, oh. just retired. You know, retired. Also coached at uh, at Ole Miss, and so certainly knows this. You know, knows how to how to coach at all different levels of of, of football. Which is, of course, who Kane looked up to when he was prepping at uh, Oak Grove High School here, and his wife Melissa also graduated from Oak Grove High School, and they have the th- three kids down in in Mobile. Uh, John Summerall, the coach of Troy. Let's hear from him tomorrow. What do you say? We'll, we'll hear. We'll hear from what are supposedly the number one and number two teams in the West to kick this thing off. And John Summerall actually grew up watching games at the Rock. Is that right? Yeah, his step parents lived in Summerall. Is that right? Yeah. So there's all kinds of uh, weird connections. Great here. ties. Yeah. 
Uh, Luke, uh, there's no question. South Alabama equal to Troy in every respect. They, they certainly have as much chance of winning the West as Troy does. Yeah, the 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 game on their schedule that that's Thursday, November second. They've got to go to Troy, but they open with Tulane. I mean, two out of their first four games, they they're at Tulane in New Orleans. They get Southeastern Louisiana at home, and then they go to Stillwater and take on Oklahoma State. Then they get Central Michigan at home. The game that I'm circling, I've told you all this before, but it's the last weekend in September. They got to go to Virginia and play at James Madison. That that right there to me is probably the biggest, like conference wide, is probably the the biggest game conference wide in the first half of the season. Um, if you're just looking at the Sun Belt, you circling because I mean James Madison surprised last year. Um, they're they're picked, you know, at the top of the uh, of the East. They can't win the championship. They can't win, you know, the East and play for a championship. They're still this is their last year of, uh, you know, of pro of probation as they as they move up. But that one's huge. We get them on a Tuesday night, which is going to be really weird. And I, I you know, it's for television purposes, but um, yeah, you at least at least you know we get. Uh, more, more than more than five days to prep for them, but I mean they're stretched down. The, they got us, Louisiana, and Troy three weeks in a row. Um, host Darkey State, host Marshall, and then go to San Marcos to close out the season. So big ones early on for them. I mean coming out the gate at Tulane, you'll you'll know a lot about Womack staff or Womack squad early on. But one of the biggest differences that South Al South Al has had in the couple of years that Kane Womack has been there is he's he's gone into the transfer portal and has gotten experienced quarterbacks. This year, no different. His quarterback is Carter Bradley. Uh, you might recognize the last name, Bradley. His dad is Gus Bradley, former head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, great defensive mind. So Carter Bradley, another experienced signal caller, will be under center for the Jags this year. And uh, and the running back, LaDamian Webb. I mean, he played at Jones College, started uh, at Florida State a few games. He rushed for 1,000 yards last year. He's one of the best running backs in the conference. So they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. All right, John Summerall, head coach of Troy, on the show tomorrow. Hey, quickly, let me remind you about new Icon carts from the Noel Daniels Motor Company. They'll deliver them anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs around the neighborhood, the farm, or I think they're supposed to be for the golf course, too. Remember, they'll deliver it right here in Hattiesburg or wherever you hear the Eagle Hour for just 99 bucks. Always the best deal regardless. Just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop them online at noeldaniels.cars. Will they deliver in Yukata? Yukata is a $199 for Yukata. <laughs> okay. No, $99 for Yukata. Anywhere in the state. Yeah. Anywhere in the state. Yukata. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. That's where we like to have lunch every Friday. I offered, you know, I extended that invitation to Slade yesterday about us coming down on a Friday. I didn't hear nothing. Did you, Kelly? <laughs> well, he knows we're going to be there anyway. <laughs> Fourth Street Bar and Grill, right in the shadow of the rock. Great plate lunches. Uh, Monday through Friday, Slade's a wonderful guy. 
a great memorabilia, good cold beer, and uh, lots of uh, socializing uh, around Southern Miss Athletics. Your official pregame and postgame place to be. You get choked up just thinking about it, don't you? It's, it, I do. I get a little touched, Bob. I'm excited about the upcoming season. <clears throat> Patrick McGee is down in New Orleans where we understand it's about 65 degrees. Very cool sweater weather today. Celsius. Yeah, and uh, Patrick uh, is our go-to guy about the New Orleans Saints. It's a pretty important day with Alvin Kamara meeting with uh, Roger Goodell, Patrick. Uh, I, I, if, if all things are fair, and we've beat this dead horse, and we go back to the Watson thing, uh, Alvin Kamara should be playing football Real quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, I. But if you kind of, uh, when it comes to incidents like this, I mean, yeah, I think I thought Watson got off pretty easy, but I think his case was pretty unusual, uh, you know, in the history of the league. Uh, but with him, I mean, Kamara's probably looking at you know at, at least four games out, you know, a good chance six games uh, suspension just because there's so much video footage. Uh, everything went down. You go back to what Ezekiel Elliott went through, and they really didn't have close to the amount of evidence that they have against Kamara. Uh, but, yeah, you have Kamara going up today. Uh, Jeff Duncan had this story first, uh, going up to New York City today to meet with Goodell. And he's just trying to smooth things over and make clear, you know, that, you know, uh, that, you know, he he will behave himself. And I'm, I'm assuming he'll talk about how he regrets the incident. Something similar, I think, worked for Ben Roethlisberger before whenever he met with Goodell prior to a, uh, an expected suspension. So uh, Kamara's been speak, speaking with lawyers and everybody with the team and, and trying to go up there and put up the, be, uh, the best space possible for, mm-hmm. uh, for Goodell. We'll see what comes of it. Yeah, how, how badly is the Saints offense handicapped with him not on the field? Well, less so than, than, they, than the last couple of years when they just didn't have, you know, you had Mark Ingram, uh, you know, but, I mean, they just didn't have any other real depth. Um, there was no third running back, but now you've got Kamara, Jamal Williams, uh, Kendra Miller, uh, guys that, you know, are all expected to make an impact this season. Uh, everybody's really excited about what Kendra has done so far in, in, in training camp. And Jamal Williams is, was a touchdown machine last year for the Lions. So the Saints have much better depth. I think they really kind of want to be prepared for a situation where Kamara is going to be out four to six games. And I think they're they're in a situation to handle everything pretty well. But you definitely want Kamara on the field as much as possible. As as you watch the national headlines, Patrick, you, you see some players are already starting to be sidelined with uh, varying degrees mm. of you know some minor, some major injuries. What do we what do we hear, if anything, out of the Saints camp as to how people are uh, weathering the weather or just practice in general? Yeah, the, the the main injury so far would be Trey Turner, offensive line. They signed uh, offensive line, and they signed just for camp. He was going to be a key uh, a depth piece. He's apparently done for the season uh, with a torn muscle. Uh, I forget what I think it might have been torn quadriceps. Uh, Andrews Pete uh, out with with an apparent strained quadriceps. Uh, he he was at practice today, but just working off to the side. So obviously, he's not facing anything you know super serious. I think they expect to get him back in camp at some point, but it remains to be seen how long he'll be out. Um, so right now the Saints are fairly lucky, nothing nothing really serious aside from Trey Turner. And then going forward, uh, do, you, do you expect that because people are trying to protect the, the big money players and so on, that you, it might be a trend in the NFL to kind of soften up a little bit uh, preseason to a degree to where you, know, you get people just ready, but – not anything too strenuous. Well, I, th- I think the teams try to manage that. You know, they give guys rest days. 
uh, here or there, especially the veteran players who they know, you know, they know what they're going to get out of them. So I, I think that's kind of what, what the teams are doing themselves is just, you know, keep, they can keep guys off the field here or there maybe once or twice during the course of a week. And I think that's what they're trying to do is just not let the camp drag on. Uh, you know, I know they took one game away in the preseason uh, to kind of shorten things, but I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that believes they should be playing no more than two games in the preseason just because that, that third and fourth one just don't seem that productive. So, yeah, but, yeah, the teams are doing what they can to, to keep guys on the field and keep them healthy. A postscript to the Alvin Kamara story. The NFLPA, I know, meets with these players prior to, to practices all fall talking about what to be careful of, what to watch out for. Don't take pictures in certain environments. Don't take your picture with, a you know, for example, a woman that you don't know. Don't be putting your arm around her in that photograph to protect yourself from, you know, people selling those pictures or, you know, things like that. So I, I look to see less and less incidences of these type of behaviors that players, they're not just people anymore. I mean, there's targets for, for things like this. Would you agree? Yeah, well, I, I, you would have hoped that would have sunk in a good while ago. Yeah. Uh, with Kamara and his group, that was early in the morning. I'm, I'm assuming alcohol was involved. I mean, it was, it was, gosh, it was, it was probably almost daybreak whenever that went down. It's just a matter of choices that you make away from the field and who you surround yourself with and, and, and where you're at. Luke? Let's talk about two wide receivers that we haven't talked about uh, too much. Um, Traquan Smith kind of his role this year with Thomas coming back and then Shahid a, a guy that I think you know can can really break out as defense is focused more on Olave and Thomas yeah well I think Shahid's the dude you know he's he's got a chance you know if you if you have Shahid, Shahid out there really kind of taking the step uh supposedly put on a little bit of weight he, he was a little slight last year really kind of just living on speed uh he's always gonna be a speed guy but I think he's trying to take steps to where he can be on the field for a full 17 games uh, Olave is expected to take another step up. He did much of the same, tried to bulk up and keep his speed. And yeah, I mean, receiving core, uh, Shahid was, was the most exciting player on the field, uh, for much of last season for the Saints. And that really bodes well. Uh, he was just a rookie coming off an injury and they plugged him in and it was like instant touchdown. It was, it was pretty insane how quickly he was able to get out there. So yeah, uh, uh, with Shahid and Olave. And now you look at Traquan. Is he going to be that blocker, you know, the guy they put in there on, on, on running plays and, or, you know, maybe get him his one or two catches a game? I, I, I don't know. I, I, from what I've heard, everything is that he and Carr have worked well through training camp, just a little input, I, you know, just a little bit of buzz I've seen out of camp is that he, is, he has performed well with Carr. Uh, but today I think it was one of the situations where the de- defense kind of dominated everything. It's kind of that point in the camp where the defense always appears to be ahead of the offense. So, it kind of remains to be seen what kind of chemistry Carr might may, might may be able to develop with, say, a Traquan Smith. I, I don't like asking this question because he's one of my favorite Saints. But you've got DeMarco Jackson at age 25, too deep, or second at, at the mic. DeMario Davis, of course we love him in this state, from, from Brandon. He's yeah. 34. He he did have a hundred around one hundred ten tackles last year. Is is this the season where they start pushing Jackson, giving him more opportunities? Is this the season that Demario's age starts to, or or do you still think he's going to be the boss in the middle? I hate asking that question, but you got to ask it. Yeah, well, I, th- I think Demario is going to continue to be the dude. He's a guy who just hasn't aged. 
I mean, a position like that, it's amazing how durable he is. Uh, uh, so I, I, I think DeMario is still going to be the dude out there at, what, 34? Uh, DeMarco Jackson, I, I think they would probably, I would, I would think, I mean, this is just my belief, is that they probably don't want DeMario on the field as much as he was a year ago. He probably deserves a break now and then, just kind of keep him a little bit fresh. But he's so durable and 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 in great shape. It's just hard to take him off the field just because he's so effective out there. You know, I I think Madden still gives him a ninety plus rating. So I guess that tells y'all that he need need to know about him. Well, all right, Patrick. Uh, preseason Thursday night. When do the Saints take the field for the first time this year? It will be on the 13th against the Chiefs, and it's really weird to think that there's going to be an NFL preseason game tomorrow night. Uh, it's it's pretty nuts. You know, football season is here. We're in the training camp at this point, and the Saints and the Chiefs will be playing in the in the Superdome. There we go. Sounds good. But what about Jason Brownlee, Patrick? I mean, I know you've yeah. seen some of these highlights. It's pretty pretty wild what he's doing. Yeah, not really surprised. Maybe that he's you know made that kind of an impact you know so quickly. It seems like he's really just. As soon as he stepped on the field during camp, he was just making play after play. So good for him. I thought I was surprised he didn't get drafted. I thought he was a good mixture of size and speed, and always had really good hands and just a knack for going up and getting the ball in the red zone. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. But he, I, I think he's probably exceeding expectations a little bit at this point. I think I think for everybody. All right, Patrick. We appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Okay. Thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, everybody from NOLA.com. You know, Kelly, they say. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I can I can testify that the way into the heart of the Eagle Hour is through stomachs. Yeah, he was he was just talking about Jason Brownlee being a good combination of size and speed. I'm just a good combination of size. You are. Yeah. And, and, and eat a, you're, you're a good eater. I watched that today. Well, I wanted to be thorough. When, yeah. I'm, when I'm sampling food, I want to make sure that... The newest know. restaurant in Hattiesburg is Milano's Pizza. The two owners of that fine establishment, they're our next-door neighbors. They fed me and Kelly today. Which promptly put them out of business. Right. No. <laughs> they did let, let me know on the way out that we're not invited back. <laughs> but it was delicious, and we're going to talk to the uh, two people that have opened that restaurant right after this. Southern Miss to the top. D1 D-Bat sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We appreciate all they do. State-of-the-art training facilities on Hardy Street. Baseball, softball training for kids, and, of course, uh, athletic training for all adults at D-Bat. also want to thank Mo Bay Beignet Company, uh, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour for all they do. Appreciate all of our sponsors and, uh, and listeners every day. All right, Milano's Pizza. Write it down, Milano's Pizza, the newest restaurant in Hattiesburg, located right next door to the Super Talk Eagle Hour studio here, the Southern Bank Course studio. And needless to say, if there's a new restaurant opens up next door, Kelly and I are going to scout it out. Uh, I've been very fortunate uh, to meet the, the two owners 
Ahmed and uh, Courtney, and they're in the studio here with us. Courtney invited uh, Kelly and I to come have lunch there today. and Boy, what a mistake that was. Yeah, huh? and, uh, of course, we instantly <laughs> took her up on the offer. Because of you guys. Yes. And, and Courtney, I got to tell you, um, I want you to talk about Milano's, but let me just tell you, the food was delicious. Thank you. Uh, we had that Alfredo pizza. Man, oh, man, oh, man, with Wisconsin cheese on top of it. Yes. We had the apple pizza. We had a, this is embarrassing. We had the pepperoni <laughs> pizza. We had the salad. The and supreme. we had the supreme pizza. Yeah. Other than that, we didn't eat much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us about your restaurant, Courtney. Yeah, so uh, me and Ahmad, we met um, through through Milano's. We used to go to the one in Purvis. We still go to the one in Purvis fairly often. And we just became friends through business. We had some businesses there in Purvis, and that's where, where we live, where we're from. So uh, we, we kind of came upon this opportunity and decided, you know, this would be a great spot for another Milano's. We need some good food on this side of town. We need something to eat, especially on Sundays after church. We need somewhere to go. So um, we kind of just jumped on it, and it's been it's been booming. It's been great. Everybody loves it. Nothing but good things to say, and, and everybody is, is so excited that we're here. Well, and you have a, a buffet that Kelly and I jumped right on, yes, which is something day. we haven't had here in this area. Yes. Uh, very, very good. That's gonna, every, is that going to be every day? That is every day. Every day, um, 11 to 2, we have pizza buffet, and on Sundays, we add pasta to that buffet, so it includes salad bar, drink, pizza buffet, all you can eat. There you go, Kelly. Yeah, well, and, and the dessert pizzas as well. Yes, oh, and we have dessert pizzas. Apple pizza. We have an apple pizza that everybody loves. People, We put it on the buffet to kind of try out a recipe, and um, people have been coming in and ordering just the dessert pizzas and no other, no normal pizza, just a dessert pizza. But <clears throat> it's, um, it's definitely something that's made – from scratch the only thing we don't make is our own flour <laughs> with yeah. that recipe mm-hmm. we make our own dough every day fresh mm-hmm. every day um we usually we've been getting some of our apples when we're running low right next door at corner market so we're getting fresh apples cutting them up we've got cream cheese cinnamon crumble on top delicious mm-hmm. pizza yeah and, and so many i think kelly dessert pizzas are just overly sweet that was not that was just perfect Kind of like the werewolf's hair in London, right? It was perfect. <laughs> Swing that mic around here, Courtney, and let them all get on here. Uh, yes, Ahmed, sir. you were talking about, because uh, Bob and I both commented about how rich tasting the cheese was mm-hmm. on the pizza, and there's, there's a reason for that, and, and a decision that you guys consciously made mm-hmm. about putting that type of cheese. Kind of go, go behind the scenes there and tell us what's up with that. The cheese comes straight from Wisconsin, you know, the dairy state in the United States, uh, and it's made out of 100% whole milk cheese. It's one of the really better cheese or best tasting cheese out there. It melts great. Uh, and it is mozzarella. It, it is, you know, it is mozzarella cheese. We add um, a parm mix to, you know, after the pizzas while it's cooking before it cooks to give it that, you know, cheesy taste, better cheesy taste to it as well. But really. Um, you can't beat Wisconsin cheese. That's the one of the best, highest quality cheese. Mm. It comes from Wisconsin. So. And, and I know in this day and age when people are conscious about, oh, you can get cheese, cheese with cheese. skim milk mm-hmm. and all that. Look, if you're going to eat pizza... Yeah, you're gonna. Why are you even messing with skim milk cheese? <laughs> That's right, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so go for it. In a way, it's healthier too, man. You know, there's nothing yeah. um, in it. It's pretty. Uh, 
It's pretty straight. It's it's a good cheese. Oh man, it was yeah. really really tasty. All right, tell us about the origin of your restaurant because you started the first Milano's down in Purvis. Yes, sir, I did. So uh, Uncle Mike, uh, about thirty years ago, him and his brother, they started uh, Milano's Pizza in Milan, Italy, and uh, Uncle, you know, uh, Mike decided to bring it back to the U.S. He started the first one in uh, East Texas, and you know just. He learned the recipe from his brother in Italy. They just fell in love with the Italian food, pasta and pizza, mm. brought it here, mm. and lived the American dream. You know, they started no spreading question. all over Texas. I went to Texas and worked with him about five years ago, and I learned the uh, learned everything to learn about pizza and pasta and you know restaurant business and i decided to bring it to my hometown hattiesburg and you've done it and we're glad you're here it's milano's yes, pizza you guys are open seven days a week seven right? days a week yes sir all right courtney did i miss anything on the buffet i need to come back and check out i, I think you probably did but y'all y'all put a dent in our buffet today so maybe try <laughs> try again tomorrow <laughs> but, but you, the, the trucks are we, arriving tonight yes, we yeah. have truck order so we've we've definitely got to catch up with you guys but we we did we have Everything from chicken parmesan, everything. So we're we've got everything you need for pizza buffet and very, requests. If you very request. kind of you to invite us over, and we're yes. grateful to you. For well, that. we would love to have y'all. Welcome again. to the neighborhood. Thank, Thank you, neighbors. Thank you. All right, everybody. Milano's Pizza. That wraps up our show today. Until tomorrow at one o'clock, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.